Hello and welcome back to another episode of Destroy Digital, a digital marketing podcast. I'm Chris Asher. And I'm Mark Chen. And Mark, what are we talking about today? The death of the newspaper. What? All right, well, Perry White isn't quite dead. He's that guy that sung that song, right? No, he was Clark Kent's boss. Oh, that Perry White. That's right. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh, so, what what are we what are we actually talking about, though? We're actually talking about taking on publishing duties yeah. as a brand. Okay. Well, this this is something that we touched on uh, briefly in the last episode. Thanks to Carol. Thanks to Carol, and um, I I thought, yeah, let's. Uh, I wanted to know more about that mm, personally. Mm, yep. This is like this is this is the 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 culmination of a lot of what we've been talking about. Yeah. Content, content strategy. Yeah. Marketing content, making content, and what content do you make? Yeah. Right. The more and more, um, with the web, the intervals, the interweb has evolved. It's no longer websites. No, no longer brochureware sites that are destinations. Yeah, we we talked about this uh, off off air, off the podcast, and. Um, there's there's kind of there's a couple of different types of sites that people tend to make, and uh, one of the most common, unfortunately, is uh, just the plain the brochure. Bro- yeah, the brochure site. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's good for like, um, you know, if you've got, if you just need to show someone something and mm-hmm. send them there. Yep. Um, but other than that. Well, it's it, not doing it, anything for you. Well, it, it it's a holdover from the from the from you know from the from the nineties, the late nineties, early two thousands. You know when the website when websites were nothing more than brochures. Yeah, it was your real estate. You know in in this in the cloud. Yeah, um, and it they still work. You they know, there's, do. There's nothing wrong with the destination site, like but, you know brochure website. Yeah, but like. Um, when when you're not referring people to it, nah. it's not doing anything for you at all. That's that's where it all falls over. You know, when people say, "Oh, I've got a website, but nobody comes to it." Yeah. Well, nobody knows you exist. That's yeah. why they don't it's, come for it. It's not field it. of dreams. That's right. Exactly. It's not Disneyland, right? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, if you if you have a brochure website and you are and it's got great compelling a story and people come to it, great. Yeah. If people know about you. That's great. Yeah. Oh, no, no. And then of course yes. Then, but then. The sixty-four thousand dollars. Sorry, the sixty-four million dollar question, adjusted for inflation, is how the heck do people know you? Your website exists. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that is where content comes in. And and there's there's a few different uh, types of content that you could you could sort of make for a website. Um, in terms of like, this just sounds like the dumbest uh, sentence, but what I'm talking about is like you've got blog content. Mm-hmm. That's probably the number one in terms of uh, search engine uh, search results. Well, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the pre- we've got a previous episode about creating a blog and yeah. how blogs are still very, very relevant. But there's a couple of things about a blog that have to be um, addressed. Is that one? Is the value? Is the content actually valuable? Because you can't have a blog of like. Uh, there's a term in SEO like article spinning. Yeah, you can't have an article spun vlog which is just rewording jumble of words yeah, that, yeah. you know that yeah that don't mean anything to anybody i mean like they make sentences and you can read it but there's no value there yeah, yeah. that's it 
uh, like some of my high school essays. <laughs> <laughs> Just get to that 1,000 word count. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, yeah, and also relevancy. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, if you're going to create a um, content, you know, it's got to be relevant to your audience, right? I mean, if you're a motorcycle club, you're not going to be writing content about Lycra. No. No. You know, Lycra and motorcycles really don't go together, do they? No. But also, like, um, the the thing for me with content is just making it actually valuable. That's, the, that's okay. one of the things that a lot of people go, we need to make, make content. content, we need to push it out through a blog, but they make all of these just weak articles that might might rank a little bit well, mm-hmm. but people mm-hmm. aren't going to stay with you when they get there. No, absolutely. Um, and this is where, okay, so now this is what we talk about, your brand as a publisher. You've got to start thinking as a like a publisher when it comes to your online uh, presence. Um, you know, the good old, the good old um, standbys are still there. You know, if you, if you treat your website like a magazine, you know, uh, and that's, that's a great place to start. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's got to have a manifesto, you know, ideally. Um, you know, you've got to have a raison d'etre, a reason for being. Uh, you've got to have a voice. Uh, you've got to have, some, hopefully, a, uh, uh, an editor-in-chief, sorry, someone that plays that role, yeah. that curates the content, make sure that, you know, what you put out is, um, reflects your brand. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of... Um a lot of like the bigger companies, smaller businesses wouldn't have this. It'd be like the owner operator or whatever that would have to take on well, that role. Yeah, there is a there is a bit of a curve there. I'll ex- yeah, I'll, I'll and, get to that. But with with a bit of outsourced services that can help those yeah. people. Yeah. Um. And uh, but like the the other people, uh, bigger businesses would take on someone like a content producer, which that would then be their role to make Absolutely. sure that the content was curated and, yep. and up to the standard yeah, and all that sort of thing. Well, what's happening is, oh, well, there is a, there is a bit of a, a, you know, a progression for this. A lot of the um, really successful smaller businesses, the backyarders, they tend to pump out a lot of great content. Yeah, themselves. Well, themselves, yeah. right? The business owner is the editor-in-chief. And then you get this, you see this um, progression when, you know, we start taking on two or three employees, four or five employees, 10 to 12, and all of a sudden, the quality of content actually dips. Yeah. Because... You know the the business owner is too busy doing being the bu- yeah. business owner. Yeah. Um. Obviously, some some do, and some don't. Some some continue putting out really good content because it's a role that they enjoy. Yeah, and it, it yeah exactly. If they enjoy it, then they'll hire in a way that allows them to do more of that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And and those are the ones that you start to see the the you know the more successful brands that are on the internet or being found on the internet or being you know are starting to poke up. You know. Uh, um on Google and at all um, are, are businesses that tend to be structured like that. Yeah. Um, but then you get start to see, you know, people just, the content, quality content starts to dip as the business starts to grow into double digits. And then, you know, when there's not quite enough budget to hire somebody yeah. to look after the content. Yeah. yeah. You know, having, In that sort of middle ground area where, where they're not a, a big company that can hire that, but they're not a small company that can afford to do it themselves. Exactly. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So just kind of, this kind of almost a no man's land. And this is where a lot of, um, and this is where a lot of businesses f- fall prey to, um, to a particular type of agency. <laughs> is, are we going to talk about the, the snake oil SEO type yeah, agencies? Yeah, we're we're, we're going to touch a bit on that. Right? All right. Um, okay. So the, 
you still call SEO agencies, right? Um, they're slowly starting going. They're slowly starting to be phased out. I think because they're not as effective as they used to be. Well, as the algorithms become more, um, yeah, yeah, more sophisticated and yep. and all of that sort of stuff, exploiting it isn't as easy as just. You, well, you can't really exploit it as no. easily no, at you, all. You can't put out keyword soup articles that, that can only be read by a robot. Yeah. So it's got to come down to, because Google's checklist, right? How do you become the biggest search engine in the world by giving the best results? Exactly. To people, to humans. To people. Because it's humans at the yeah. other end of the keyboard. It's not robots. Yeah. Google doesn't serve robots. Yeah. But the best results are the ones that people find valuable. Absolutely. So it's it like at the end of the day, and that's the direction that it's always going to be heading to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's what all of the all of the updates and stuff for for the algorithm that's are pushing for. towards. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, we're talking, you know, with there's a bit of a, a tangent, but it's not really. It's going to come back. Um, you know, AI. One of the biggest promises that AI is going to hold for us is that they're going to be a really good personal assistant for us to filter out information that we don't all the garbage want or are interested in yeah that's already happening on google for you whether you you know as as in the background um but what i'm trying to get at is someone has to be writing those articles yeah someone has to author them yep and um a couple of years ago i wrote this article on linkedin and uh, apparently it's um it's apparently well a couple of people have said oh that's really interesting and i think it's starting to come true yeah where if you're a writer you're 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 gonna get a job. Yeah. Okay. That there, makes sense. There is no. There's going to be no such thing as the unemployed writer. Well, that's that's how I've always felt about um about creating content myself. I feel mm-hmm. like um with tech as technology moves forward, um you know there's still got to be people making that technology and stuff, but it's going to get to a point where it, the jobs just aren't going to be there. It's well, a, exactly. But people are always going to need content. Exactly. So what I, the, my analogy here is this. Um, the telephone replaced the Pony Express. The, the Telegraph replaced the Pony Express. So it replaced the person in the middle. But it didn't replace the message writer. The person that sent the message is still a person. Never, they've and never been able to replace that. Exactly, because that's what it serves, right? The Telegraph system or the Pony Express or the mail system, whatever that conduit is, serves two people either end of yeah. the system and that because that's the point of the whole, whole thing system. those two people are always going to be there exactly otherwise the system won't be there exactly so there's always someone waiting to consume entertaining content there all there will always be a need for someone to create that entertaining content now parents of teenagers and let's just be let's just be really clear. When you say entertaining content, it doesn't you don't necessarily mean entertaining in the traditional sense. You mean engaging, whether it's informative Absolutely. or anything like that. So yep. I just wanted to clear that up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Please continue. Okay. So parents of teenagers who um, who are wondering what the heck their kids should be going into, this is a job that will never be replaced by a robot in the conceivable future. Is a content creator. And it's so funny because it's also like it's sort of seen as one of the least achievable, um, least uh, desirable. 
Well, least you know, achievable, like because you see, what, you, see you want to be a writer, an unemployed writer, no, go get a real like, job. Like I, you know? I mean, like people like on YouTube and stuff like that. These yeah. are things that aren't, yeah, yeah, aren't attainable by the people, but they're probably going to be the things that are most attainable, absolutely, and, and the most available as well, and the yeah. most viable. Um, it's just quite ironic. I mean, you know, when how many of you grew up wanting to be musicians and act, you know, and actors and playwrights, and being told by your parents, go get a real job. Yeah. Guess what? Those are going to be the only jobs left. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what does this mean for you as a brand? Aha. It means you're going to have a ready pool of talent out there of people who are writers, creators, authors that now have, that, that are now you can now leverage to grow your business. Yeah. So the unemployed writer, the unemployed filmmaker, the unemployed... The only reason they're going to be unemployed is because they're going to be no good. The good ones, you better find them, snap them up, yeah. because uh, you're 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 we're gonna f- you need to find a way to leverage their skills to tell your brand story. And now let, that sort of brings us on to the brand story as well. Mm-hmm. How do we find out? Um, I guess brand narrative. How do you like? Where would you start? Like, oh my goodness, how many hours of therapy are you willing to pay for? Uh, none. <laughs> well, then here we have a problem. <laughs> it is an existential question, right? What is, if you bring it that boil it down to the personal level, what is your story? How long did it take for you to learn to tell your own story? Where learn to tell, where learn to live your own story, because that's exactly what your brand has to do. You need to find. Or understand, and this is what all these branding exercises are doing. You know, Interbrand and everybody else. You know, and the, Why, these what, brand what's workshops. In, what's Interbrand? Interbrand was one of the seminal, uh, very early branding consultancies okay. that tried to find a way to codify, you know, um, a, a brand. You know, before branding, it was just called oh, just graphic design. Make me a logo. Okay. And then branding techniques started coming in, right? Yeah. You're a brand. You're not just a logo. You're a story behind the brand. You know, you're a personality. Brand as person, you know, became yeah. a thing. You know, so your brand be- had a personality. Yeah. Had a mission and a voice. statement. And a voice. And yeah. A, you know, and, and, and the best brands could plug um, celebrities into it and you could, and you could, you know, sort of get a feel of this nebulous thing, you know, that had a, that had identity. Well, you know, that hasn't changed. You know, your brand still, you still need to find a way to distill what you stand for. And then you need to find a way to tell the world what you stand for. Okay. So let's do a light version of this process. Yeah. Oh, well, we can, we can talk about destroy digital. Yeah. As a, as a, we, we that's what, that's what I was actually just about to ask you. Can we talk about, (laughs) let's, let's just use us as an example because we're the only ones who know what we are. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so we, so, you know, um, we've got previous episodes where Chris and I talk about, you know, our Genesis point, you know, and what does this, what does destroy mean to each of us? Check yeah. out our intro episode. It's, it's there. Um, but as we're growing, uh, and we're evolving, um, and this is something that brands do, you you need to evolve, right? You can't just stay the same because your customers aren't the same. Yeah. You know, your customers, your customers are changing. Um, the thing that we've learned or I, I, Chris and I, I think are, we are very aligned on, is that we destroy digital is about having, well, fun isn't the right word, but 
It's about being, it's about finding the alternative way of doing things. It is just as effective, you know, and not, not just run at the mill. Yeah. And some of the methodologies or some of the behaviors that are starting to come out from us is that there's a lot of play involved. There's a lot of banter. Definitely. You know, um, and, and, and it comes out in this podcast, you know, I mean, Chris, I mean, some of the comments that I've been getting from our audience is that, oh, I love the banter, you know, love the love the comedy. I don't really think we're that funny, but some people apparently think so. Okay. Well, thank you to those people, to those three people. <laughs> <laughs> Four, maybe. Anyway, um, so, so there's a, a bit of humor, a bit of fun, a bit of play. Uh, there's doing things a little bit differently, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. always getting results and, um, you know, the solutions. Try, yeah. yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be, it's casual. We're casual. Um, we're not a corporate, uh, sort of brand as a, as it may be. By by corporate, you mean fixed structures and rules and. Yeah. We're, we're anti rules if, if anything. Um, unless, unless you guys have a look at Chris's code though, his code is, oh, there's a lot of rules in there. There are a lot of rules. So in there, there. there's a time and place for rules, and there's a time and place to be rigid yeah, and structured. Oh, ab- absolutely. Like when it comes to when it comes to um, uh, executing, execution mm. has to be rigid oh, and structured. Spot on, right? Yeah. But like the creative process shouldn't be rigid and structured. Absolutely. I mean, the analogy here is when you're designing a house, have fun with it, right? Yeah. But then when you're building it. Don't, no, no, have no, no, don't, don't have fun with it. Don't have fun with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so that's, I guess, a light view of what what the Destroy Digital brand is, I mm, guess. Mm. Um, also, like, just providing value. These are our core sort that's of right. um, uh, mission. What, what would being you call useful. them? I, I think, don't know. I, yeah, I think, I think part of, no, well, I'm, I, I see it as us being useful yeah. to our target audience. Yeah. Slash cut clients. Yeah. You know, if we're not useful to them. Then what the hell are we doing? Blah. Yeah. You know. Exactly. So so that starts where we, that's us getting an idea of what our brand nam- narrative is, what our uh, our tone I- mm-hmm. voice is, mm-hmm. um, and yep. all of that sort of stuff. What what happens next in oh, terms of. I'm, I'm just going to add a, bit, a little bit to that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Because please. that's. That shapes how you tell the story and what kind of story you tell. Um, so we we decided quite a while ago that we were going to be giving away a lot of our secrets, a lot of our from from day one of us. Mm. Um, our our discussion was, and um, and I hope you don't mind me saying that, mm. saying this, but I remember our discussion being, yeah, we need to say all of this stuff and say how to like go into real depth um and we're, we're trying to but it's so hard sometimes on a, on a 25 minute uh podcast I think, I think to go into hit, that i think much we're gonna yet. hit about 40 this time around um <laughs> <laughs> uh but it's it's one of those things which i always i always hear and and people are always a bit worried about is you know oh we're giving away our secrets but our, that was our thing from day mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. was Let's give away our secrets because yep. 
we want to provide as much value as possible to anyone that's listening. Well, absolutely. And then, and then to add on to the, the, the follow on to that, Chris, I think the conversation was my, I think I, my, I think the conversation went like this, Chris, are you afraid of giving away our secrets? And, and you I said, said no. no, because, and then his, his, and here's the, the, here's the kicker, right? The people who are going to use our secrets to better their businesses they're going to be ha- they're going to be happy to do it. Right? They're going to do it anyway. They're going to do it anyway, so whether we say it or not. They're exa- going to find someone who said it exactly and and do it and do it right. And so, from a, from an agency perspective, they are they're not going to be our clients, but then they're going to be our audience because they're going they're, they're going to they're, they're going to learn something and get something out of it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so there's a fair exchange. You know, you listen to me or you listen to us crap on, and then in the process, you get something useful. Yeah, exactly. So there's, there's a fair exchange. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're not going to be clients of ours. No, because cause where did you hear about that? Oh, I heard it from these guys. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's a win-win. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a giving culture. I think that we're trying, I'm trying to say that destroy digital. We're trying to build a giving culture. And I, I think that um, that's one of those things that I think in, is very important in business of, of all sorts. Whether it's like whether it's creating content, whether it's working with other businesses, whether it's working with clients, like Absolutely. that's just uh, I I don't think that there's enough of that. Yeah, um, I think we're going again. This is something that we talked about quite early on, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I um I don't believe that business is a doggy dog world. No. Doggy dog world. Doggy dog. <laughs> doggy dog world. <laughs> Yeah. No, it isn't, and, and or at least I refuse. I refuse to go that, down that path. Yeah, I mean, it, it can be for some, but you don't. It's that's a choice. But you're you gonna need the dog once. Yes, yeah. You know. <laughs> um, so then we get get into uh, how, and we've we've talked about this in various things, but yeah. um, in terms of I guess a website and becoming a publisher, we, we've covered we blogs. It. Yeah. Well, okay. Yep, cover blogs. What else do we cover? YouTube channels. YouTube channel is a good thing, but also when it comes to your website, rather than having a brochure site, that's got to become the hub of all of these that's it. sources of content. So if you've got a YouTube channel, um, start post and, and a blog. Every time a YouTube video is posted, embed it in your blog. Right, write an, an article, article that goes with it that's different from the description of the YouTube video. That's it. And... If you're doing YouTube and you're not writing descriptions, start writing descriptions. Um, uh, what else we got? Um, well, I think I, we don't we don't have very much else except this point to make. I think um, your website should not just be a brochure website; it needs to be a content hub. Yeah, and that's where you um, amalgamate and collect all your content, and, and and make it easy for people to share that content. Yeah, and make sure that your content's easily found. Um, and how do you make yourself easily found? Well, there's Google, there's ad, Google Ads now. Google Ads, there's Google, you know, there's pay per click, there's organic yeah. search, and then there's social, you yeah. know, and there's good old fashioned email marketing. Yeah, all right. of that stuff is becomes part of your publishing house. Exactly, exactly. Those are your ch- publishing channels. But what are you publishing? The content that sits on your content hub i.e. your website exactly and and having having a um what's the what's the calendar the um, an editorial calendar that's helps. the word i'm looking yep. for and if you're not ready for an editorial calendar it doesn't matter 
Yeah, as long as you understand, for especially for the smaller for the smaller companies, I think I think starting with uh, uh, whether it's an editor, whether you call it an editorial calendar or just a content calendar, where you go every X day, oh, I want to post something like yes, yeah. yes, yep, consistency of publishing. Do, go back to what the old magaz- what magazines used to do or still do. Right, they publish on time. Yes. Either you're a weekly or a monthly, a bi-monthly or a quarterly. Exactly. You publish on time because people are expecting to see you on the newsstand. You publish articles that your you know that your audience wants to read because you've done extensive research yeah. on what your audience wants to read. Yeah. And who your audience is and what are their triggers and what how how do you emotionally connect to them? Yeah. So you write articles or you create content that's based on that. And even like when you said weekly, bi-monthly, monthly. Um, is bi-monthly or fortnightly? I don't. I get confused. Anyway, um, bi-monthly means either once every two weeks, yeah. or um, once every two months, um, once or once every two months. So, and look, bi- <laughs> welcome to <laughs> So even even though it sounds like a long time, if you're if you're the type of business that has a real niche, but like you need to do a lot of research to publish something absolutely golden. You're better off publishing something absolutely, absolutely golden, golden once every two months That's than it. you are uh, trying to just get by every week or every even every month just trying to get something out there. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. better off publishing that one golden thing, mm. um, but stick to a schedule. Well, even it. if it's so, even if it was like we do this quarterly massive massive quarterly report or yep. something like that, mm-hmm. then that is going to have more value. Yep. Than than doing something every week, you know. Well, if you do a quarterly report, for example, or a quarter, quarterly magazine, you've got three months to then spruik it. Yeah, exactly. You, you've got three months to tweet about it, little snippets here and there. You know, you can take that. This is that part yeah. of that. You know, create one three purpose everywhere. Yeah. Uh, uh, concept. You know, uh, uh, um, strategies like you know. So I've got I've got you've you've published fifty five pages every quarter. Yeah. That's fifty five bits of content. Yeah. That you can tweet about, yeah. Facebook about, Instagram about if you're if you're if you know if it's Instagrammable, and LinkedIn about, right? Yeah. And you can then um, comment on other people's content that's similar to your content and say, hey, yeah, you know, um, yeah, we talked about this, you know, having well, a community. Well, you know? one of the one of the things that like, um, and I'm trying to think of like maybe a drier sort of um, area, like where a, a business like. I don't know, an SEO company, right? Let's just use that as an example, right? Mm-hmm. Say they publish a quarterly report or something with, oh, about with trends about and stuff trends like and stats yeah. and all of that sort of thing. Yep, yep. Um, that massive quarterly report can then be broken up and linked to in a few articles. Absolutely. Like if they're once a month, yep. like you'd break it up into three articles that link to the full report. Exactly. Download the full report for the rest of yeah. the other. And, the, then you've got, the and then you've got four pieces of content in that quarter yeah. out of that one big piece of exactly. content. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, so when you said editorial calendar, I made a funny face and you guys couldn't see that. Um, but that's because what I was, because it's actually quite a, it can be complex like that, you know, or it can be so simple as just dumping a whole bunch of ideas in a notebook and then just choosing which ones to do on a regular basis. Or, you know, or, like, or we could do how we, we could talk about how we do it here with, we use a, um, a software as a service called Trello mm-hmm. um, and it's free to use. You create boards. We we make lists on those boards. We yep. have 
episodes to record, episodes, ideas, like episode ideas that have potential and just gradually over the week we we mess around with that board, maybe mm-hmm. add some notes to things That's and right. then they turn into this moment now that we're recording. Exactly. So right now um, this episode's board is in episodes not recorded into in a particular list and once we finish I'll move that card into another list called episodes recorded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So so before we finish up, I would just like to say, um, lately, if you guys have gotten this far, a really good brand, an Australian brand that's working uh, as a publisher really successfully is Domain, the real estate guys. Yeah. Uh, They used to have a magazine and now they've got a really awesome website um, that uh, I won't say too much. Just have a look at that. You know. um, Okay. You can search for them, so I won't. I won't even put. I'd imagine. Other. I'd imagine they'd be the kind of company that would do a quarterly report and stuff as well. Um, yeah, that yeah. might be. I, I don't. I haven't seen what you've seen. So yeah, yeah. Um, um, but lately they've been online and they've been very active in sponsoring their articles on Facebook. Okay, and they're not just a run of the mill articles. They're really funny. Some of these articles are really, really funny. All right, so that's a creative, engaging way to make content for something that could potentially be a dry subject. Boring as yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. Okay, so awesome. who would you nice like to thank? little tip. I'd like to thank you. Oh well, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, sorry. Am uh, I supposed to thank you back? Uh, uh, no, no, no. That's fine. Okay. I, I, I don't do this for the kudos. So yeah, if if you guys would like to thank us, um, you can, you can. <laughs> Chris really wants to be thanked. Yeah, you can you can go and thank me on iTunes. Just go over and give uh, the podcast a five star review and um, leave a nice comment if you would. A nice. Uh, well, all of you who have, thank you so much because yeah. we we now start, we've actually just popped up on the iTunes radar now. Finally, finally, finally. <laughs> So we've actually got an average review rating, which so. is which is five stars. How cool is that? Thank you very much. Yeah, really appreciate it. So, but that doesn't stop there. If you if you do if you do listen and you have a spare moment, want to support us, go over and give us a review. Follow us on social media. Yep. Um. So every Monday we publish an episode on uh, um on the website, and over twenty four forty eight hours, I will then share that onto um Facebook and LinkedIn. Yeah, just so, in case you just in case you missed it in your podcasting app when exactly. you've subscribed anywhere you like to get your podcast. Yep. And uh, if you want to be featured or if you've got any feedback for us, you can visit our website. Yeah, drop in something in our we've got a couple of forms there, a contact form and a and a feature Features, yeah, whatever form. those ones are. Yeah, um, at the bottom. Oh, register your interest form. Thanks for the correction there. Just go to www.destroydigital.com.au. <laughs> oh, we were going to do that thing again. <laughs> nah, let's not do that thing oh, again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I might, I might, I might put it in the external link. And until next time, go destroy something today. 